There is nothing like putting together or receiving do-it-yourself DIY Christmas gifts. This is a special gift that someone made with you in mind. At the same time, if you create a DIY Christmas gift, you are using your resources, your time, your skills, and your materials to create something special for family or friends. It can be a great experience when it turns out, and it can be a royal disaster when it doesn't. But today, I'm not talking about Pinterest fails here. We should do a show on that sometime, I think. If you want to buy something from a company or vendor, time is about run out, my friends. If you've been following Small Scale Life, you know I recently posted an article titled Holiday Gift Ideas from the Small Scale Life Community. This was an opportunity to provide links to folks who we have met through Small Scale Life, and it felt good, really good, to give these folks exposure to our community. So what happens if you miss the shipping cutoff, which is probably today, December 18th or so? Otherwise, you'll be paying a lot of money in shipping. Well, wait no longer. It's time to pull out one or more of these 11 DIY Christmas gifts for family and friends on your list. We also included four bonus DIY Christmas gifts that are not things you make per se, and you'll see what I mean when I get there, but they are special and priceless nonetheless. So strap yourselves in, grab a drinky drink, and get ready for our 158th episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Live from the Mobile Creation Station podcast studio in beautiful and frozen Madison, Wisconsin, it's a Small Scale Life podcast. I'm your jolly host, Tom. This is our 158th episode of the Small Scale Life podcast, and thank you so much, so much for tuning in and listening. We're getting one step closer to 100,000 downloads, and this is going to be our holly jolly Christmas show. Tis the season to be merry. There is something special about homemade holiday gifts, and while there aren't any blinking lights or fancy plastic pieces or first-person shooters on the TV or any of that stuff, these items, these homemade holiday gifts, come from a person's heart. We do some thinking, we do some planning, then we put our time, effort, and skill into making those gifts. So the inspiration for this podcast episode came last weekend. Julie and I were working on some DIY Christmas gifts for Julie's brother and sister-in-law, and our son Danny, too. Shh, don't tell him yet. All of them are avid runners, and they get tons of medals and awards for each half, full, and ultramarathon they run. If you've known runners or been with runners, you know they love to display their medals. Each one has a story. Usually it's the bib and the medal, and they have a ton of stories behind those. But it can get overwhelming if a runner does a lot of events. They get a ton of medals. Where do they put them all? They have a lot of events coming in 2020. We know Danny, David, and Jen have a ton of marathons. In fact, Dave has committed on another podcast, not small-scale life podcast, but another podcast to running 12 marathons next year. 12. Count them down. 12. So he's going to have a lot of hardware, and my son Danny is going to be joining him as well. So how do you organize all that? 
Julie put her thinking cap on and she started scrolling in Pinterest and she found a cool wood plaque that would look great and keep a lot of these medals organized. The runner can hang their medals from the nails on the bottom of the plaque and display them. And they've got them for story's sake and for a little brag swag, right? So she decided to move ahead with the project. We both got together and we went to the store. We got some really nice wood and I cut it down to size. I sanded it. Julie doesn't sand, so I sanded it down and I brought it inside for the next stages. The thing sat there for a couple weeks as things were going on, but then we got working on them last weekend. We worked on staining the boards and putting on the polycrylic finish. They looked really nice, and I did put out a a post on Instagram showing the progress of these boards. And I thought as we were working on them that this would be a really interesting topic to discuss with folks on Small Scale Life. So I asked members of the Small Scale Life community on Facebook and Instagram about their DIY Christmas gifts, ideas, and things they were working on. I got some great feedback on all channels, and the results are listed below in this podcast episode and in the post on smallscalelife.com. So what are some of these DIY Christmas gifts? And better yet, what are some of these gifts that you can complete in, well, six days now? Christmas Eve is in six days. So received input from the Small Scale Life community, looked around at what we're giving this year. We came up with these gift ideas for you. So number one is canned goods. One of my favorite gifts to give and receive are canned goods. There's nothing like getting some great jam, salsa, chutney, relishes, pickles from someone you know. What is so cool is that someone took the time to put together all the ingredients, some of which might have been grown in their own gardens or herb gardens, and created something delicious. Delicious! Of course, we hope that person can safely, and we have courses to help you if you don't know how to can. And we'll talk about that later on. So canned goods are number one. I love them, and I give them, I've already given some away this year, and I'm planning to give away some more. So canned goods, number one. Number two. Baked goods, yes, the cakes, the pastries, the breads, and the cookies, the yumminess, right? This is the stuff. There's nothing like a great chocolate chip cookie or rich chocolate cake. I am a chocolate guy. I know chocolate isn't exactly Christmassy. You know, we're talking sugar cookies and sugar plums and Russian tea cakes and all that stuff. But man, I do love chocolate. So this is a magical time of year. And what do I mean by that? So if you've been to a grocery store recently, I was at two last night at 10 o'clock at night. You would have seen that all the baking ingredients are on sale. Yes, they are reduced price and they are begging you to come and bake. This is the time to stock up and bake your hearts out. We have some family and friends who've been baking like Betty Crocker. And we have a stash of Christmas cookies in our freezer waiting for Christmas Eve. So you can get stuff baked. You can put it in your freezer, bring it out, thaw it out, and have it ready to go for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or even New Year's Eve. That's one way we keep things around the house is to freeze it. It's always a, it's always a good plan because if I, we leave cookies out, they're probably going to be gone. So baked goods are always a hit. Unless you give that vile 90-pound stale fruitcake, of course, and nobody wants that, right? It's a meme for a reason. So baked goods are number two. Get baking, people. You can do it, and people will love it. Number three, frozen or crockpot meals. What's better than giving a meal? 
Seriously. So this was a discussion on Instagram where Nicole Sauce from Living Free in Tennessee podcast and Northwoods Nikki from Spooner, Wisconsin, and also Anne LeClaire from Suburban Prairie Homemaker LLC, they talked about giving away frozen meals to some family and friends. You essentially create the meal for someone special and give it to them at Christmas. How cool is that, right? It's ready to go, a meal ready to go. So Nikki and Ann have made gift baskets or farm boxes with homemade goods. That's maple syrup, cocoa, apple butter, chutney, salsa, pickles, relishes, all kinds of stuff, and also meals. Yesterday, I saw Nikki put together a great Bloody Mary basket for a friend and sent it off. It means stuff that she made, stuff she bought, and it put it together as a Bloody Mary basket. How cool is that, right? So again, some planning and forethought needs to go into these baskets and farm boxes, but it can be done with little over a week left before Christmas. You know, another thing that's out there, and I've seen, I've purchased them, are crockpot meals, right? It has a bag full of ingredients. It's got instructions. So all you have to do is follow the instructions, add meat, add a little bit of water, and away you go. You can combine pastas and spices and other items together. And it's up to the gift bag recipient to cook the meal when he or she is ready. There are some companies out there that create these and they're ready to go. You can just find them, buy the packages, and away you go. So you might even be able to find somebody that's doing this locally right? The gifts go over well, especially for our young, young adults in colleges or some older folks that might not be, might not want to cook massive meals or some folks who are not too handy in the kitchen. It's a great idea. You know, look locally. You might be able to find that locally and make sure that the recipient has some instructions to go with the meal. Okay. So this is a great gift, a really good idea. Thanks, Nikki, Ann, and Nicole. Great idea. Number four, cheeses, cheese making. Now, here's my disclaimer. I've never made cheese before, right? I don't think it's an incredibly difficult process, but I've never made it before. So we'll start out there. But looking at some articles online, looks like you need a day to make it in your house. The key, of course, is knowing how to make it and having the right ingredients. I know some people age cheese. A lot of people do. So you're going to need enough time for the aging process. We're out of time. But it seems to me that you could make some cheese for Christmas. Again, this is a skill that I wouldn't mind learning. I think Jules would raise an eyebrow and probably throw me out of the house if I start another project. I mean, we have so much going on with kombucha and planting and harvesting and pickling and canning and all the other things we do, like 50 million things. So cheese making might not be in the cards, but uh, we just don't have the space in our little house in Minneapolis. But we'll see what 2020 brings. That'd be kind of a fun project, I think. Number five, wood projects. Oh my gosh. I love working with wood. I love building raised bed gardens. I love building chairs. I like building tables. I like building stuff with wood. And there is a whole world of really cool wood projects you can make with free wood, free pallet wood, uh, with other kinds of wood that are out in nature. You can buy wood from stores. It's all over the place. My friend, Mr. Tactical J, he was making some end tables made out of red oak from his own yard. Harold Thornbro from Modern Homesteading Podcast and my brother-in-law Dave created wine racks from free pallet wood. We've created the plaques for the runners in our family to display their medals and award. We bought that at the store. 
and probably the expert at this, is the old trapper. That's Julie's dad, Dan. He is the master of wood projects for gifts. He's made gorgeous hand-carved walking sticks from the buck, from buckthorn, you know, an invasive species. And I had those on Instagram and Facebook. So you can check that out at, at Instagram.com slash life or on the Small Scale Life Facebook page. You can see some examples of his work. He's made my potting bench. It's a beautiful piece of of, uh, of equipment that I use every day during the summer. It is awesome. Adirondack chairs. We have four Adirondack chairs and a table to match that we use all the time for fires or sitting out in the backyard or in the front yard. A manger scene. He's made that out of wood. Benches. Swords for my boys. They had little swords. They also had bows made out of wood. All kinds of projects. He's made them out of wood. Out of wood. And he's done some amazing stuff, and we have all benefited from his creations. There's people in the Twin Cities that bought his Adirondack chairs. They're all over the place. I'm always impressed with what the old trapper is working on, what he creates. And uh, I'm hoping to feature some of his creations and some of my creations in 2020, right? I mean, let's face it, two of my wicking beds are made out of wood, so we can do this, right? So wood plant, wood projects take planning and time. You have to have time to get the materials, cut it, sand it, plane it if you have to, uh, stain it, poly it, whatever you have to do. You need to be focused with the remaining time you have left before Christmas this year. If you're going to do this, you've got to do it now. You can't wait another day. So it takes a little time. It takes a little planning. Number six, soap. So I know several folks in the small-scale life community make soap. Uh, again, this is something I've never done. I've never made it. But my friends uh, Adam from the Rapier Ranch in Colorado and Northwoods Nikki up in Spooner, they both make soap. So uh, again, I was looking at some how-to-make-soap articles. I've got one linked in the show notes. And it looks like you need about 24 hours and the right gear to make the right gear and the right ingredients to make soap. Again, I've never made it. Disclaimer there, folks in this great lifer community can probably provide some insight on how long it takes. They might tell me that I'm barking up the wrong tree, you need time for it to set and all that good stuff. But I think, again, this is another skill that's very useful, and you can learn how to make some great, great smelling soap with some practice. And uh, again, it's another handcrafted DIY Christmas gift that really goes over well. I know Nikki sells some on her Etsy, Etsy shop, and I do have a link on that in the show notes. So number seven, clothing, blankets, quilts, and scarves. Some of our lifer community are excellent at this. They're great seamstresses. What's the male version of that? I'm not even sure. But they're very good at this. They're quilters. They're knitters. They're crocheters. They're the people that make this stuff happen. Again, these are not skills I possess. I think that you could do these. Not all the projects are difficult and onerous and take up a lot of time. For example, my sister sister-in-law Karen put together four fleece tie blankets which are very beautiful and customized for the person receiving the blanket and they're very warm and she did this in probably a weekend you can do this too Um, others like Amy Dingman from a farmish kind of life suddenly caught wind that her son wanted a crocheted scarf I think that's a bigger project she's furiously creating the scarf with what six days left before christmas and she's crocheting like mad in her spare time so i think it depends where you are on the spectrum here a fleece blanket that's all tied together is one thing crocheting a a scarf is another and then you've got folks in the small scale life community with the fancy sewing machines and they can whip out patterns and designs and all that stuff like 
as fast as I can review a railroad crossing. I mean, they're really good at it. If it was up to me, that seems like an ambitious project. I don't know the technology. I don't have those skills. I would be sewing until 2040. And don't even go there with quilting. I think that's a whole different animal itself. But there are projects here with clothing, blankets, quilts, and scarves that you can do in a week. And that's about as much time as you've got. So focus on these. If you're going to go down this route, make sure you pick an easy enough project to get it done. Okay? Number eight, kombucha. Now, I have made kombucha for over a year now. And I have given it as gifts. People really enjoy it. Um, Just as a point of reference, kombucha takes a minimum of seven days for the first fermentation. That's when you put the tea and the... Put the tea and the scooby together and let that thing go. So um, it takes seven days for that to happen. I mean, you could get a batch going and you could start the flavoring process by Christmas, but you are really cutting it short. And if you don't have a mature scooby or scoby, um, it's not going to be ready in time. You need about 10 days for a brand new scoby to really get mature and start fermenting that tea. So... Um, you know, if you do have a mature SCOBY, you could get it going and you could flavor it and let that person know that they need to age it for a couple of days, let it flavor before they drink it. And that'll get the carbonation going and everything too in the second fermentation. So what you do is you take your stock kombucha and you put it into a smaller bottle and uh, flavor it at that point and it enters a second fermentation. So you probably need about... 10 days, maybe 14 days with a mature SCOBY before somebody really can enjoy a flavored kombucha drink. So I currently have four gallons of Dombucha kombucha in the first fermentation stage. I'm going to be flavoring it this weekend. I got to taste it and see where we're at, but uh, I tasted it the other day and it wasn't quite ready, but um, I'll be flavoring it this weekend. I'm cutting it close, but I want my sister-in-law to taste some before we go on vacation. So that's my goal there and uh, working hard on that this weekend. So yeah, I've got one that's cutting it close too. Um, number nine, homemade wine. Now, I have made wine. I come from a long line of winers, shiners, and foragers, right? And I've made homemade wine out of kits, and I've made it. Out, I've made some really bad mead, and I've also made some berry wine. And uh, the beautiful thing about this is you can make homemade wine out of grapes or fruit from your own homestead or out in the wild. You know, you come up on some grapes out in the wilderness, you can go make some wine out of that, or some blackberries or raspberries or strawberries or blueberries, whatever. You can make wine out of that. However, you need to have time for this, right? You have to go through a primary fermentation, then you have to put it into a secondary fermentation, and those two steps take time. The beauty about kombucha, it's about 10 days and you're good to go. Homemade wine, you probably need a good... 60 days, 30 to 45 to 60 days, and then you can age it. So it's going to take take time that you don't have. So really to do homemade wine, you need to start the batch of wine two to three months before the holidays, and you really need to plan that out. So it won't happen in 2019, but you could plan for it in 2020. And you're probably like, well, how do I start that? How do I do that? Well, I'm hoping to work with some friends here in the small-scale life community and get some resources for you. So you'll know how to do that. You'll have some resources or some 
some places to go so you can mar- make you can start making homemade wine <laughs> you i'm hoping to have some resources for you so you can start making homemade wine wherever you are and we have some really good winemakers in our community donnell freeman is a great example michael jordan's a mead guy uh rob atwater um Adam Rapier, there's a bunch of people. Captain Lumbersquatch, people out there know how to make wine. So um, that's something to look forward to in 2020. Number 10, ciders and other spirits. Well, some people don't make wine. Some people do other things. So some of our small-scale life community make special berry-flavored vodkas. So they take vodka and add berries to it, berries they pick out in the woods or berries they get at the farmer's market, berries they grow on their homesteads. And others <clears throat> ferment things and distill them, <laughs> make distilled spirits. Um, moonshine, right? Our friend Captain Lumbersquatch, Greg Burns, might or might not, I don't know, be, distill- be distilling some water, quote-unquote water, someplace in Ohio. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I, I, these things might or might not happen. I don't know. This is just, I imagine it. I mean, Lumbersquatch out in the woods, maybe, who knows? I don't know. But another one of our friends, again, Northwoods Nikki up in Spooner, Nikki Halverson, she's made homemade cider, so apple cider, and made homemade cider out of that. She's made mead from her bees that she has right on her property, and she's also infused vodka with berries from the berry patches around her house. So these make great gifts. It's really fun. I mean, I met with Captain Lumber Squatch last uh, last Christmas. He was driving. He was in Minnesota and driving through town. And I gave his his met with his family. I gave them some books and things. They gave and he gave me some homemade fireball. I mean, it was a lot of fun to see them for five minutes as they were heading through. But it, you know, this is this makes for great gifts, right? And it's it's something you made. It's something you spend a lot of time doing, and uh, it's just great. So making spirits bright, right? So you just need to give yourself enough time to make the cider and other spirits. That's that's the bottom line. And at this point, again, uh, you're a little too tight. Maybe you can do that if the uh, the infused vodka, but uh, I think uh, some of these other things are going to just take too long to ferment and cook down. Number 11, syrup. I love syrup, right? <laughs> From Elf. Um, so a lot of our homesteaders are into tapping their trees, right? And they tap trees in the spring and they make their own syrup. They get the sap and they cook it down. So again, we have we have Northwoods Nikki up in Spooner. Captain Lumbersquatch has done it before. Probably one of the uh, one person that does it a lot is Alyssa Olson from the Sheep Shed. I got a link in the site there. She's also got some uh, goods that you can buy, some things you can buy uh, through Amazon to get you going on tapping, uh, tapping trees and and, and sugaring. But uh, these folks may have made their have or continue to make their syrup each spring. So again, this takes time and effort. You just don't go out right now and tap something and expect the, the sap to flow. You need uh, the spring to do it. So again, this takes time. This takes planning. And uh, once you get the sap, then you have to cook it down. You have to boil it. And uh, that's, again, some time, usually over a fire outside because it is a messy process. The results, however, are delicious. So this is something that you can take a look into. All right, so let's talk about the four bonus DIY Christmas gifts. So given that we're out of time and you might not have the skills or the time to put together a DIY gift 
there are some Christmas gifts that could really shine. And they're kind of DIY if you think about it in a different way. This is kind of flipping it on its side. So these, again, come. From, these involve time. They involve skill building. They involve memories. And they're a lot of times better than some wrapped piece of plastic from across the ocean somewhere. These can be priceless gifts. You're spending your time with someone or you're in, you, you have the potential to unlock a passion or develop skills that were never there before. And you're spending your most precious resource time with someone you care about or allowing them to spend some time to develop those skills. So what am I talking about here? So we've got four of these bonus gifts. First one, <clears throat> events and memories. This time of year, and we've done it too, um, minimalists decry the spending and clutter this holiday season brings to homes across the world. It's the spending, it's the clutter, it's the madness, it's the chaos. Who can blame them, right? I mean, if you look at it, and I've got a link to an article on smallscalelife.com in this post, Christmas spending in the United States will hit almost a trillion dollars in 2019. A trillion dollars. Put that in perspective. It's amazing how much we're spending on Christmas. That translates in this article to $920 spent per person this year. $920 spent per person this year. In other articles, I've seen that to be dollars $1,300 per person this year. It's ridiculous. That is an incredible amount of money. So instead of plastic stuff or more screens or things that'll be broken or discarded or or won't fit by the end of January, why not give the gift of an event or memory, right? There's a lot of events going on this time of year. You can really shine by giving your loved ones access to those events. Buying tickets to events or like a zoo or museum, or circus is a sure way, sure way to create memories and enjoy the season. We've even done the whole movie thing. Go to movies. Uh, you know, usually there's a big blockbuster open this time of year, and we all go as a family in and and have some fun doing that. Um, we <laughs> made an executive decision and opted for a memory gift this year. What do I mean by that? So we are going to an event that's going to create a massive memory. We decided to splurge this year. I'm going to admit it. We are going to the Packers versus Vikings game on Monday. That's the Monday night game. It's going to determine where certain teams fit in the whole playoff race. It actually has a game of it's a game of meaning, and plus it's a big border rivalry. So Julie, Ryan, Danny, and I will be going to the game. And it's going to be a lot of fun because it's at the Vikings stadium in Minneapolis. And Julie is a Vikings fan and Danny, Ryan, and I are Packers fans. So it's going to be a lot of banter. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a big game. It's going to have a game with huge ramifications in the playoffs. We're all excited to go. And uh, it should be good. It's going to be a huge memory that our boys are going to talk about for a long, long time. And... uh, it's the first time all of us have gone to a game at that stadium. In fact, Danny and Ryan have never been to a game, a football game in that stadium. Julie and I went last year, and that was pretty cool. So it's expensive, though. Yes, a more cost-conscious way to give memories is printing photographs, right? <laughs> Compare an NFL ticket to photographs, and there's a huge price difference there. And there's so many ways you can do that, right? Frame photographs, photo albums. 
Um, they have those electronic frames that become photo albums as you load them up with different pictures. And uh, you can share that with your loved ones. And, um, you know, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun to give special people in your lives the photographs of your family, of special moments during the year, things you've experienced in uh, this year, uh, memories from years gone by, years past when you're young, uh, ancestors, all that kind of stuff. You can do that in photographs. And uh, as a person who has literally thousands of pictures on my drive, I've got tons of pictures from just 2019 alone. There's a lot to choose from, and uh, I think a lot of people would enjoy those. And in fact, Julie printed off four for her office pictures we took uh, up in the... uh, up in the North Shore of Minnesota uh, from earlier this year. So again, you don't need to go broke giving an event or a memory. You know, the NFL is very expensive. NBA, all the sport, big sports is very expensive. But um, you will you will create a memory with someone you love. And after all, that time we spend is our most precious resource. And spending that time with someone special can be priceless, especially things happen, right? People are gone in an instant. So spend that time with someone. Make those memories. It's so, 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 so important. Someday you'll wish you had. And it's sad to say, but, uh, you know, spend the time. Number two, gift cards. I don't know. A bunch of people just rolled their eyes and went, oh, you're kidding me, right? But no. I know a lot of people think that gift cards are lazy, right? But flip your perspective on this. The gift card, uh, the person receiving the gift card has freedom. They've got freedom to purchase whatever they want with the card, right? So my youngest son, Ryan, is in college. He could always use a gift card to Subway or the gas station, get something for his tummy, get get some fuel for his tummy, get some fuel for his car. (laughs) So this is stuff he can use. You know, he... He won't spend it on books. He won't spend it on clothes. He won't spend it on adult beverages. He will spend it at at Subway or the gas station. That's it, right? The company gets a little money in return. So win, win, win. We know we've helped him out. He's got a full tummy or a full tank, and the company gets some money. So win, win, win. That's the way it should go. So there's a ton of gift cards out there. Everybody's got a gift card. If you can't find someone for the person that has it all, you can always always order one up from Holler Roast Coffee. That's Nicole Sauce over in Living Free in Tennessee for some really good really good coffee. You can always get an Amazon gift card if that's, you know, throw it to the wind and they can pick up a book on Audible, pick up whatever in the world Amazon offers. And Amazon offers pretty much anything under the sun. So gift cards are a good way to go. Number three, memberships and subscriptions. Now, there's a ton of venues out there, societies, museums, zoos, arboretums, historical societies, theme parks, organizations, societies, all kinds of venues, all kinds of groups offer memberships. So usually you get something in return, a booklet, a book, um, you know, access to the facility, um, reduced prices, whatever, free parking, whatever. But a line that person you love or that person you're giving the gift for what the gift to with the organization, right? Somebody that loves animals, maybe the Audubon society, maybe the world wildlife federation, something like that. Right. And, uh, you can really make an impact, um, in that person's life and also help out the, the organization. Subscriptions are great too, right? 
tons of magazines out there. Everything under the sun. Um, the person who's really into the Hollywood scene, that's us or people. People into homesteading, that's grit. That's Mother Earth News. That's Backwoods Home. Subscriptions are great. The handy person, the family handyman is great. I had that for years. Awesome magazine. Love it. Fisherman, in fisherman, all kinds of stuff out there. So there's a magazine for everything. And I know a lot of this stuff is online, but maybe it's an online magazine. Joshua Becker, the Becoming Minimalist guy, he's got his online magazine too. So there's tons of magazines out there that you can buy online or in print. So check that out. Number four, classes. So knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is power. There are a number of new skills. I mean, how many new skills have we talked about this? How many skills do I, out of the 11, that I didn't have, right? So learning skills like canning and cooking and painting and dancing and all these things will enrich a person's life, make them more well-rounded. In the Holiday Gift Ideas article, I talked about Sharon Peterson's Simply Canning School. And this is a class where you can learn how to safely can that ties into number one in the DIY gifts. And there's just a number of ways you can give the gift of knowledge, right? So other classes, there's dancing, playing music, like piano or guitar or whatever. Um, you know, you can, woodworking, uh, look at your community ed magazine. There are so many classes out there. You can really learn. And our motto here at Small Scale Life since the earliest days has been learn, do, and grow. And the first thing there is learn, right? So it's a great way to kindle interests and passions that you never knew existed. Who is the next Picasso out there? Who's the next Da Vinci? Who's the next, I don't know, Colonel Sanders? Whatever. Maybe taking a class, you'll unlock something in somebody and, and kindle that, that raging fire, that, that creative fire. You just never know. So, again, look around. There's a million online courses. There's community ed booklets. There's stuff going on in your community. Why not, right? Give a class. person might just enjoy it. All right, so let's talk about next steps. Just going through the list here, I can see there's gaps in my own skill set. I can see where I can plug in and provide some resources to the small-scale life community. Um, I can see where articles would fit with these different ideas. Um, There's things I can do. I can see where there's areas where I can help your knowledge base and help your skills. The beautiful thing is that whether you're in the city, whether in your country whether you're in a townhouse, a condo, we can treat our areas like a homestead and use the resources found right on our property, no matter what it is. And we can use these resources to plug right into our DIY Christmas gifts. We just have to have a little planning. We can have a little forethought. We can do some effort. I mean, even going to the farmer's market, if, you don't, if you're in a townhouse or a condo or an apartment and you don't have a garden, you can go to the farmer's market pick up fresh vegetables or herbs and create something cool that you can give to family and friends. That's the concept. That's the idea. Use our resources, right? Wherever we can find them. And that's, that's a really cool concept that really gets me excited. So I hope this post has inspired you and got you going in the right direction here. There's not many days left. You can do a lot with a little forethought. You can do a lot with a little knowledge and you can do a lot with a little elbow grease too. There is time, but you have to get moving now. (laughs) Time is really running out. If you want to bake up a bunch of Christmas cookies, get on it. We have a few days left. We have a weekend. Clear your schedule. Focus. Get it done. 
So you can make a lot of these or make some of these DIY Christmas gifts before the big day. But again, your time is limited. When I wrote this initially, there was eight days from, we were eight days from Christmas. Now we have six, okay? <laughs> six before Christmas Eve. Any little hiccup during this could create a disaster for you and leave you stranded. So really look at the four, the four bonus DIY project, uh, DOI gifts, okay? There's, there's things you can do. You can do some of these projects, but a good backup is those four, right? Get a subscription, get a gift card, give a class, give some photographs, give an event, give a memory, okay? You can do this. Time's running out. You're not done yet. We're never done, right? You're never done until the clock strikes midnight (laughs) on Christmas Eve. So focus. You can do this, lifers. Focus. Um, before I go, I wanted to wish everyone a happy, uh, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, I'm going to try to get one more podcast out before the end of the year, but I am going on vacation and uh, th- we will be off the air um, at a certain point here until January. So there won't be any podcast during the week of Christmas and uh, unless I pre-record one. Um, but uh, I do thank everyone for listening to us for four years for being part of the small scale life community for four years. Some of you've been here for a long time and I do appreciate it. It's been great. It's been awesome. And I'm looking forward to 2020. We're going to be doing some really cool things. Um, I've got a lot of ideas. I've been working on ideas and concepts and uh, the direction of the podcast and the blog and the things in the garden, things we're doing. And I really appreciate all of you for being part of this journey being part of the small our small scale life so thank you so much thank you for your input thank you for participating and we're almost a hundred thousand downloads keep sharing this out to family and friends but most importantly if you do nothing else enjoy your family enjoy your friends have a drinky drink and just enjoy the holiday season be safe be very safe please we want to be there in 2020 All right, everybody. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. Remember to learn, do, grow, be a little better every day. We'll catch you very soon. Take care, everybody. Skill Life Podcast. Welcome to Small Scale Life. Yeah, baby. Welcome to Small Scale Life. Learn to grow. Yes! Love it. Love it. Love it. I love it. Yes! I sound like a dumbass all the time, so. Yes. Yes.